Welcome to Leading Behind the Scene. I'm your host, Gwendolyn Young, the go-to business and operations consultant for six-figure CEOs who are ready to greet their next level of growth. And I'm ready to share tools, strategies, and tips to help you excel in your business and your life. If you're a service-based entrepreneur, be sure to join me each Thursday. Find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And don't forget to follow the show on your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. And if you love the content, leave me a rate and review. Now let's get into today's episode. I was having a conversation with my friend last night and she just really got me to thinking about something we had talked about a while ago. And so I wanted to revisit that because I think it's such an ideal time. She was sharing about the importance of giving and sewing and how that can help prepare you for times like this in the pandemic. And so there's a quote by civil rights activists and former president of the National Urban League that says, it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. And so that got me to thinking about just this whole 2020 pandemic and a lot of things that have happened. Many people have been looking at it from a negative perspective, but there is actually a lot of opportunity during this time. And so, you know, the question comes up, how do we prepare for opportunity, right? And so as I was thinking about this, the traditional things come up like building your platform, networking, perfecting your craft making sure that you're learning something new all the time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all these things, right? But what we really need to prepare is our heart. And I believe that I may have talked about this or something similar, like maybe over a year ago, but considering all the things that have transpired over the course of a full year, I thought it was fitting to revisit it. And so God has really been working on me in terms of my heart posture. And what I mean by that is the inner attitude of my heart and mind. And let me tell you, I am coming into a new awareness of some things. And what is being made clear is that in order to rise to the next level God has for us, we need to first ensure that our heart is right. Because everything, I mean, everything flows from the heart, our emotions, our intellect, our choices, our desires, our will, everything, like all the things are connected. And so the Bible tells us that our thoughts often dictate who we become, right? And so the mind of a man reflects who he is, not just his actions or his words. And that's why God examines the heart of a man not simply his outward appearance of what he appears to be. And so the opportunities that we get or don't get could be a direct result of what's in our heart. And so we are either creating or repelling opportunities based on the inner attitude of our hearts and our mind. And so if you're wondering why something hasn't happened, you might need to check your heart posture. I'm just saying. You just might need to check your heart posture. You know, the beginning of Proverbs 4 and 23 says, keep diligent watch over your heart because that's where life starts, right? And the rest goes on to talk about, don't talk out of both sides of your mouth, avoid careless banter, white lies, gossip, watch your step, 
watch your eyes, keep them straight ahead, you know, don't be distracted. And so all of these things, and if we're honest with each other, we have all probably been guilty of all of the above. And I'll be the first to raise my hand. However, the more I draw near to God, the more focused I become on what he's called me to be and the less focused I am on getting caught up in all of those other things. And so just to keep at the top of your mind, right, as we're chatting for these few minutes, keep vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. If you don't remember anything else I'm saying, remember that. And this is so important because when the heart is heavy, it gets bogged down. It clutters the mind. It breaks the spirit. And that is why we are not prepared for opportunities. If the word says life starts in our heart, then if life is not flowing to us, it's probably because we've taken the guard down and allowed erosion to creep in. The things we're saying, the things we're watching, the music we're listening to, the people we're hanging out with, We have to recognize that the heart is the most essential organ that supplies blood and oxygen to all the rest of the parts of the body. And so when it's corrupted, everything else in the body fails. And this is why heartbreak is so devastating for us and most times paralyzes us for a period of time where we just don't want to do anything. Like y'all know how it is when your heart is broken, you can't eat, you can't sleep, you know, your mind keeps wandering and wondering, you know, what you did wrong or what you could have did different. You're crying, like you're doing all the things, right? All the things except all the things that will prepare you for opportunities. And so if you've ever noticed that your heart is strategically placed under the rib cage, slightly to the left of the breastbone and between your lungs, It's no wonder that it is so essential because these are the organs that are directly responsible for breathing, right? The heart and the lungs work together to provide oxygen to the body. And we all know what happens when you don't protect the heart and when you don't protect the lungs, you will eventually die. So I want to share with you these seven ways to protect your heart that I gleaned from an article I read before the cross. Number one. Protect everything that comes in. Everything is competing for our time these days. Everything's competing for our money. Everything's competing for our resources. Just turn on the TV or go anywhere and you'll quickly be hit with anything, everything that wants your attention. Music, sex, videos, books, language, power, money, politics, riots, pride. Those are just a few examples. And we need to use wisdom and what we allow into our hearts. Because we only have a limited time each day. And so we have to be careful about what we're being influenced by listening to and looking at. Um, Number two, persevere in the face of difficulties. These are challenging times. And these also could be times for many of us where we feel like we don't feel God's presence or like he's listening to our prayers, right? But we have to persevere. We have to trust that he is always completing a good work in us. Believe that he will prevail in all things, including a pandemic. And as you continue to persevere, you will continue to grow in the godliness and your heart will be strong. Number three, follow what God is telling you to do. 
everybody's different. Everybody has a different assignment. We all have different skills. We all have different desires. And that is a good thing. God has made us different intentionally. He calls us to follow him in so many different ways. Some of us will be business moguls. Some of us will be pastors. Some of us will be teachers, coaches, consultants. Some of us will be corporate bosses. Some of us will be public servants, stay-at-home moms, writers, whatever. We'll be all the things, right? But what is God asking you to do? What do you desire? And what is it that you just can't stop thinking about? How is it that you want to serve the Lord with your desire? Chances are the very thing that you keep kind of rehashing is the thing that you've been called to do. So trust him and go for it. Yes, even in a pandemic, go for it. Because the longer that you quench that desire, the more strain you're putting on your heart. So you want to take some action. Do what he's called you to do. Number four, cultivate an atmosphere of community. Your heart needs people constantly pouring into you and you constantly need to be pouring into somebody, right? Because that keeps the heart pumping. It keeps life flowing. You gotta have a community. So you need to make sure that you're cultivating the right people around you. You cannot do this thing in a silo. You just can't do it alone. You need people. So find your community and hold on for dear life. Number five, keep your priorities high and don't compromise. There is so much wisdom. There's so much joy. There's so much abundance in keeping our priorities right. And we need to make sure they're in the right order, right? We have God, we have family, then we have all the things. And so what typically happens, and it's been it's happened to me, so I've been guilty of this, is that we let the day dictate our priorities instead of our priorities dictating our day, right? What we might be tempted to do is lower one priority over the other or exalt one over the other. And then before you know it, everything is just out of order and out of control. We might have got the last thing on our list. And we may not say that out loud, but the way that we're living and what we're doing is declaring that. Or we might elevate our kids to God status, right? And so once we start making these little compromises here and there, we begin to add toxicity to the heart. And so the good news is, though, if we make sure that we realign those priorities to be in the right way, then our heart will continue to grow and it will also grow in wisdom. Number six is trust the Lord and rest. We live in a culture that is so fast paced and that has so many different things going on and bombarding us with at all the time. Productivity is elevated at an all time high above everything. People are praised for getting things done. And y'all know me. I love me some productivity, right? I love to execute and get some stuff done. But oftentimes when we're running around crazy, we often forget that this is bad for our hearts. And we're also telling God that we don't trust him in the process. But when we rest, take some time off, sit down, get quiet, give our minds a break. We're declaring our dependency on him. We are admitting that we can't do this life thing alone, that we need him. And if you think about it, your body needs that. It needs that rest. And so whether for you, that needs you need to start observing the Sabbath, or maybe you just need to take some chill time and step away from technology. Maybe you need to take a day off. Whatever that thing is for you, be encouraged to do it and just trust God and go get you some rest. Let your heart rest, okay? That's why I'm going on vacation next week because your girl's heart 
needs to rest. Her mind needs to rest. Okay. Number seven is preach the gospel to yourself every day. And this last one sums up just about everything and couldn't be more important. The gospel isn't just a one-time thing and a ticket to heaven, y'all. That ain't what it is. We need it each and every day. Really, we need it every minute, probably. I know I probably need it every minute. But the second we take our eyes off of what God has assigned us to do, and once we take our eyes off of what he's purposed us to do and off of him, then we forget who we really are. And our hearts need to be reminded that while we still sin, we are forgiven, we are redeemed, and we are the children of God that he loves. And so what does this have to do with preparing opportunity, right? Thank you for asking. If we consistently apply these seven tips, then God teaches us how to prepare for the opportunities he has for us. Because when we're resting, our mind can get clear. We can hear him better. When our priorities are aligned, then everything is in order. God loves order. And so we have to make sure that we're doing these things to prepare for the opportunities that he has for us so we don't miss them. There are a lot of opportunities right now. I know that this is a crisis for many, but this can be a a land of opportunity for the rest of us who know and love God. And so we want to make sure that we're doing that. So again, He will show us our purpose. He will show us how to build a platform. He will show us who to build the key relationships. And these are the three significant things that we need to excel in every opportunity that he sets before us. So if the opportunities have not yet manifested, maybe we need to search our hearts. Maybe we need to cry out and say, God, know my heart. Search me. Know my thoughts. Let's find out if we're truly prepared for all that he has for us or we just like the idea of being ready for an opportunity and don't really want to do the work. Because remember, it's better to be prepared for the opportunity and not have one than have the opportunity and not be prepared. We have a choice in the condition of our heart. We create it through our thoughts. We create it through our actions. We create it through our words. And so your challenge this week is to join me in being more intentional about your thoughts, more intentional about your actions, more intentional about your words, and see if life does not flow more freely, more abundantly, and more easily for you. Those are my tips. I love you guys dearly. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Leading Behind the Scenes. I hope you found some encouragement or helpful information today to help move your business and or your life forward. If you have a specific topic you'd like me to talk about or guests you'd like me to have on the show, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. I love connecting with my listeners. Also, be sure to follow the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave me a rating review. I'll see you next week.